Hi, and welcome to Race House uh, with your host, me, Joe Lee. And me, Darren Reeves. Lots to talk about today. It's uh, the Dutch Grand Prix. It's just happened. Um, what a crazy, crazy race. That's why I'm wearing these crazy glasses. Uh, that's why Darren's got the orange uh, shirt at the back, the, the poncho. There are a lot of ponchos out there. It was pouring down. Did you see it? Well, mate, I've got to say it's one of my most enjoyable races this season. And we've had four weeks to look forward mm. to it. Max is home Grand Prix, orange everywhere. Mate, it's definitely lived up to expectation, that's for sure. It was great. I mean, I think the whole weekend has just been unbelievable. I mean, as I said, we spoke about the weather uh, in a previous episode and how that would impact. I mean, I, I love the wet. I mean, the weather actually on a whole has been pretty rubbish most F1 races this season, I think. Um, but I love that because it does add this element of excitement, of unpredictability. You don't know what's going to happen. And, you know, the Dutchies wanted to party. It's hard to when it is absolutely chucking it down. And for a driver and the teams, they've got to constantly think, what tyres are we going to put in? You know, they may go with softs. And then suddenly it's raining. Get in, box, box. Get those wets on. Get the intermediates on. I mean, it was just, oh, it was foot-on action the whole way through. I mean, well, even with free practice as well. I mean, we saw some some, some crazy shunts as well. I mean, what were your takes from uh, practice? Well, first of all, I think the story of the weekend before the race was Liam Lawson uh, coming in for um, the unlucky Daniel Ricciardo to come back for a couple of races in Alpha Tauri to then avoid crashing into Piastri, who stole his race seat from McLaren last year. I suppose how he would look at it. Fellow Aussie, of course, so I'm, I'm sure it's a, a double-edged thing. But, uh, yeah, he tried to avoid it. Had to crash into the barrier and broke his right hand. And today he's in Barcelona in the hospital having an operation. So, you know, it, it, it's, a, it's, it's a really difficult one. So seeing Liam Lawson come in for his uh, first race as a rookie... And also in FP1 mm. on Friday, we saw uh, Robert Schwartzman come in uh, into Carlos Sainz's car as, as uh, their, their third driver because he has to do a session in each car um, over the, at some point in uh, the season. And why not do it now? And uh, I'm going to take this off because I can't see anything, but these are great. <laughs> uh, uh, if I someone wins a competition that we do, then maybe you can get these sent over. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it's great. We were talking about rookies a lot in the last episode and how new drivers, um, they need time to bed in. They need experience because you can't just get into these cars. They're rocket ships. Um, and there's a big difference between, you know, Formula 2 and the jump to Formula 1 even, um, you know, yet alone Super League and things like that. Um, I think Liam Lawson on the whole, um, obviously, look, short notice, I think he did a good job. Um, I mean, when you saw him passing Leclerc in the race, it's was like, yeah. well, I didn't think he'd be expecting to pass a Ferrari. Um, even though Leclerc did have some troubles, we'll come to in a minute. But um, no, I think he did really well. And what a great experience for Liam. We might be seeing more of him, hopefully. Well, he, obviously, he knows at any point he could jump into one of those cars. That's his job as the third driver. Uh, but I heard him do an interview before the race, and he said, my job is just to finish. He said, I don't mind if I finish last. I just don't want to <laughs> crash or anything like that. And wow, you know, he finished 13th. So he has to be really proud of his day's work. 
That's great. And, it, and the car came back in one piece, and so I'm sure the team are happy too. Daniel Ricciardo, on the other hand, yeah, it can't be happy because this was the big comeback. And now this is delayed. I mean, they're saying that he may be ready for Singapore. Um, Singapore is a really intense race. I don't know about that. I mean, it's, I mean, depends how it all goes. He could be out for the rest of the season. We don't know. Um, but it's such a you're so tight and the pressure and the forces. I mean, he's got to be careful that he doesn't do any lasting damage. Um, you know, and he gets even more bad news. But we we know about that. and We wish him well for his recovery. Um, yes, and I mean, look, qualifying as well. Um, Mercedes, what? happened to Mercedes this weekend? Well, I think it's uh, with these changeable conditions, It's uh, you've got to be on the track at the right time. And in FP2, Hamilton set his fastest lap about five minutes from the end. And the track was constantly evolving. And he never got out to uh, mm. set a quicker lap and therefore fin- uh, you know, qualified 13th and was out. So timing is everything and formula one is so fast moving you know all the time um i think that's what happened there really yeah and russell as well i mean at one point he was leading the race um and you know on his radio he says well i was projected for a podium what happened uh to paraphrase but um you know again i think poor strategy just too many cars in front of them, it seemed, um, to kind of get ahead. They couldn't kind of jump the pack when it came to tyres. They should have had... This is it, They just didn't seem really on their game, I think. Um, and maybe it's the post-holiday blues. I don't know. So, uh, yeah, the unpredictability of the weather meant some teams will win, some teams will lose. And I just think McCl- um, yeah, Mercedes were really unlucky with what they did, their strategy... Um, but in the second half of the race, I actually thought they were starting to come alive. And the way Hamilton took Norris and was really pushing. And uh, But um, was it Norris and uh, Russell who tapped, which gave Russell the, um, the puncher? I've forgotten my words. Uh, the puncher at the end, I, I just thought Russell was unlucky. But then he should have never been that far back in the first place. He should have had a podium today. But... It, they just lucked out. Mm. They, yeah, um, but McLaren did well. I mean, um, uh, look again, it, seeing the race and seeing the leaderboard, you, you kind of used to it when there's normal pit stops. You know, someone's doing well, then they kind of jump back down six, five, six places or something, and then they kind of work their way back up. But the the leaderboard was like this the whole time, yeah. and you know you're watching it, and if you'd looked away, you're like, oh, Zalgrain, you, what's he doing up there? You know, it's like. Everyone, anyone really was in contention to get a podium. Um, and look what happened. We got Alonso. He's back on the podium. Aston Martin have made some upgrades over the, uh, the break. Um, so that car was flying. Stroll, not so much. But Alonso did really well. And our favourite team that we were talking about last episode, who we completely forgot nearly to talk about, Alpine. I mean, a podium. Wow. I mean, how long is it since we've seen that? Well, it's got to be a couple of years, hasn't it? You know, like Ocon did win Hungary two years ago. You were there, Joe. You were there. Um, but I think... That's right, Al- that's right. Yeah, Alpine are in turmoil, really, with all the changes with, uh, you know, the, the leadership team and the, the Ryan Reynolds, 
buying in and Renault not wanting to put so much money in. Mm. I, I just think that they've got to regroup, get to the end of this season and have, you know, have a winter break where they really regroup and think things. But today has been a massive boost. And you heard Gasly as he came into mm. the... Uh, as he came up to the uh, where they parked up before the podium, he was absolutely buzzing, and that's great to. That's what we want to see as F1 fans: is things that are different. For me, I expected Alonso to be mm. on the podium today. I knew Aston Martin would do well on this track with their upgrades, um, and we all knew Max would win. But there was times where we thought, "Is he going to win?" You know, there, there, there was moments of jeopardy, and I loved that today. But. Talking about things going up mm. and down, I just want to say one thing that I loved. Albon did not go on to wet tyres at all before the red flag. He stayed on his softs all through that wet, dropped right the way back down, and Piastri did as well, but then Piastri came in for wets. Albon kept going, and he went back up the leaderboard again and had a fantastic afternoon. Um, finished eighth in the end. But uh, I think he just had a drop off with faster cars coming past him towards, like like Lewis and Norris at the end. But I thought he did a great race today, he, staying on those slicks. Yeah, he can't he can't help that. You know, there are faster cars out there. We're talking about Williams here, which is traditionally down the bottom. But I mean, yeah, eighth, really incredible result. Um, you know, sandwiched between the the uh, McLarens, um, I, I think really. It's a great audition for him because Williams, I always find, is a bit like Southampton FC. You know, it's kind of like a feeder uh, team yeah. for, for other teams. And, um, you know, I, I think he could go anywhere. You know, Williams have a great affiliation with Mercedes. We talked about this last time. There's a Red Bull connection. I, I think Alex is uh, is going to stay in his seat, certainly, um, uh, oh. for the next couple of years and more years to come. Um uh, Yuki Sonoda as well was uh, was up there at one point, you know, um, but it just didn't have that pace to stay up there. Perhaps strategy was up there. He finished the 16th uh, in the end. Quite disappointing. Same as the Haas as well. Um, you know, Hulkenberg was right up there. Um, I think he finished 12th and KMAG 14th. So, again, the opportunity that these, you know, lower table teams could have had. This was their chance to, to get up there and grab some points. Alex Albon made the most of that. Um, even, you could say, uh, Carlos Sainz. I mean, uh, he's a mid-level team. Ferrari, but a mixed day for Ferrari, even though Sainz uh, came fifth. Um, Leclerc, I mean, again, dis well, disappointing doesn't really do it justice. No, because he had his little clip at the early in the race where he had uh, front wing damage but then because of that he went across the grass which caused floor damage so uh, with those two combined it didn't matter they changed the front nose cone but the floor damage was enough to mean he was just running back in 15th 16th you know everyone was passing him and when we saw Liam Lawson pass him in the little stadium area before the last corner I thought, wow, he's got some great footage to live off if he never gets to race again. But I think we're, we're, we're going to see him again, aren't we? And he, he unlapped himself as well at one point with Verstappen. So uh, that was great to see. But, uh, yeah, Sonoda dropped off at the but end. Ferrari, but Ferrari, yeah. Oh, mate, Ferrari, a mixed day, really, but just not good enough for a team like Ferrari. 
No, go on. I was just saying, yeah, it's not good enough for a team like Ferrari. And, and Mercedes, I know, that's not good enough for a team like Mercedes. You know, mm-hmm. multiple world champions, constructor championships. Um, Ferrari, who I think have won the most uh, constructor championships back in history, mm-hmm. when was the last time they won that? When was the last time they won a race? I mean, it's starting to become history itself. It, um, it and again, the clinic struggles aren't going to be over soon they need no. to really get quicker and get the strategy i mean i think sorry just to go on i i remember in the pit i can't remember it was the clear of science sat in the pit waiting for like the sign to go and they had these digital instead of this the the green red sign which is you know kind of traditional and very quick they've got like a digital green and red but I saw that it was red, you know, to stop there. It went green, and then it went red. And I think maybe he thought, oh, it's still red. And then one of the engineers were like, no, go, go. go. Wow. Uh, so I think that may have been a problem as well that I spied. Um, we'll have to check that out. Well, um, it's, if, you watched uh, I... it, if you're watching this video, and uh, please leave it in the comments uh, if yeah. uh, you saw that too. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't spot that. So well done, Joe. That's really good. I did spot that they didn't have tyres ready for one of their pit stops. You know, which again is just disorganisation. With with my friend Frank Frasser, who's uh, running the team now. Um, normally, when you come Fred, is it Fred? Well, it's both. It's both. I think Fred's nickname. I think we should oh, check that. As okay, well. we'll leave that in the comments as well. Yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, he's gone to Ferrari from Alfa Romeo and hasn't brought anyone else with him. So he's, you know, he's obviously yeah. made that decision. Normally, you know, any football manager would bring their team with them, wouldn't they, when they move to a new club? So, I, again, I don't quite know what's going on there. But, uh, but I think they just need to get to the end of the season. And if they finish in the top five, well, they've got away with it. But Alpine today, great work. Aston Martin... Good work on Alonso, but Stroll, he finished, what did he finish, 11th today. It's not good enough, mate. You've got to be doing better. He's got to be doing better, and he needs to justify his seat because, look, it's been happening for a while, but there are a lot of questions about him justifying his seat uh, for obvious reasons. Um, you know, he has come through the ranks uh, you know, and, and, and driving. He's had moments of brilliance. And the start of the season, he was up there with Alonso. Um, you know, these are new new Ferrari, he kind of looked in a way. But again, it's kind of tailed off. I don't know whether that's a confidence thing. Um, I don't know. Has he checked out? Are we seeing the last season of Lance Stroll? Do you know what? There's been rumours about him retiring. I said the other day, you know, he's talking about turning a tennis pro. You know, what are we doing here? Come on, mate. You know, just knuckle down, focus and do a great job or get out yeah. and let's get someone like Liam Lawson into that car as quick as possible uh, because they need to be higher in the Constructors' Championship than they are. So, uh, yeah, you know, we're talking about him and he's, 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 we're almost wasting our breath at the moment because he's putting, we're putting more effort into this than he is, in my mind. Um, <laughs> no, it's true. And, uh, yeah, I mean, when you've got people like Liam who are hungry and they come in and they want it, you know, and you can see, like, they really want it, they really want to smash it, mm. um, you know, and, and look, there are things that are outside your control. Sometimes the strategy is, is a team decision. You can't really override that unless you're a Max or Lewis, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think 
Yeah, you need to have that hunger, and because also you know, your head is under the cosh. You know, we talked about last week performance. If you don't perform, that's it. You know, yep. like then you're not going to be hanging around for long. Um, I think it also can, you know, be the same about strategy because, I mean, look at Perez at the end of the race. I mean, that was a bit of a fast. What, what did you think about that? He was denied a second place really by poor strategy. Well, it, it was poor strategy and then, of course, denied third place as well um, by getting his five-second penalty for speeding in the pit lane. Come on, mate. We all know the speed. You know, it's just not... Again, yes, it's quick. Everything happens so fast. But, the, for, you know, I like to see Red Bull make a few mistakes. It's just that it always seems to be on Perez's side of the garage where these mistakes happen. You know, you make your own luck yeah. as well, I believe. So he, uh, he had a poor finish to the race today, having had a great start where he went onto the, the wets first, overtook everybody like they weren't there who were still on the slicks on, you know, on lap two. So a great start, looked brilliant. Solid second. Max did take him, undertake him in the pit stops, which I don't think Perez was too happy about. But solid second place. And then it all went pear-shaped for him. And uh, still finished fourth, but that is a bad result for Red Bull. They should be 1-2 easily in any condition. Yeah, that's right. Um, well, mainly due to the invincibility of Max. I mean, um, we don't know if we can talk about Max, but like... I mean, this guy, this is his time. This is, like, yeah. unassailable. Yes, th with this race, we saw the weather coming in. We saw lots of jumbling around on the leaderboard. This makes an exciting race. It could be anyone's at any moment. But Max still sailed through this. I mean, like, yeah. he was just composed. He did his thing. He didn't really care about anything. He didn't really get um, pent up or anything. He just did a blinding race. Obviously, it's his home race as well. There's a bit of added pressure there. But this guy, he's a Terminator. He's a machine. He yeah. just knows that's what he needs to do. And he just absolutely flies. And no one is getting near him. I I mean, I, I can't remember the biggest gap. Maybe nine, ten seconds he, he was ahead. I remember seeing that. But, um, yeah, I mean, it was just comfortable. Another win. And this is now, I think, tied for the most uh, consecutive wins. So right. if he wins the next race, uh, then he'll be... Uh, that's the one for the record books for Max. That's right. You know, he's so uh, Vettel had nine race wins in a season back in the early 2010s. Uh, and Max has matched that today with, with nine as well. Uh, so you're absolutely right. Next week at Monza, which is a really, really fast circuit, we could see that. But then sometimes Monza throws up some special races as well. Uh, having Gasly having won there in what was Toro Rosso at the time. Uh, having Ricardo winning there in a McLaren two years ago. You know, it's exciting. But I'm now going to say, isn't the weather better than a safety car? <laughs> we normally wish yeah, for safety Well, I hope cars, it absolutely... Wow. <laughs> yeah, no, we do. I, I think it's going to... Absolutely chuck it down. <laughs> that's uh, that's my hope. Um, I haven't checked the weather yet. We'll do that on our next episode in the preview yeah. to Monza. Um, and uh, but look, you know, all eyes are going to be on Ferrari. It's essentially that's their well, that is their home race. Yes, it um, is. So you know, is that going to buoy them? Is that going to 
inject some life? I don't know. I don't know if it matters because really they've got to get heads down and Leclerc can't have any more mistakes. He, you know, he needs to be up up the front. He needs to show what he can do, you know, because there's only so much you can blame on the strategy. What about the drivers too? You know, I think Leclerc came off as well. Um, uh, one or two points in this race. It's all, I don't know. It's very easy for us to sit here and do that. And we've, worked in the paddock, we, you know, we've been there, we've seen these guys jumping in and out of these cars, and, you know, they are fighter pilots, so when we're talking about, like, he's good and he's disappointing, we're talking about tiny, tiny margins and very, very, uh, real precision driving is what they're doing, um, and beyond mere mortals, beyond what most people have experienced in a normal car, um, however, it does need to be better because there's so much pressure from all sides so Monza I think is going to be it could be a make or break for um, for Ferrari and but you know, can anyone beat Max this is the big question you know Monza's going to suit Max I think he loves it he's just going to go in he's going to slay it I don't know if anyone else is going to come close what do you think I think you're I think you're absolutely right mate Max is just in a league of his own the car is built around him you know he if they didn't build the car around him, he'd go somewhere else, but he doesn't need to. Um, Perez should be matching him in second place, but I think the McLaren looked good this weekend. The Aston Martin is looking back to where it was at in Monaco, finishing in second. You know, it's the unpredictability of the weather and safety cars, uh, you know, just mean that it brings the pack closer together again. Alonso, there was a couple of times in those first two laps after the red flag, we're like, ooh, do you know what? He's only got to throw it in there and anything can happen. So I think it will be Lando or Fernando who will do it. And I do think they'll do it before <laughs> the end of the season. Uh, you know, uh, we've just got to keep our fingers crossed and keep our fingers crossed for Ricardo as well, because I want to see him back in Singapore. Yes, and unfortunately, he's not able to cross his fingers on one hand at the moment, but uh, we'll, we'll do it for you, Daniel. Um, and also, we feel sorry for the uh, the clubbers down on the beach at Zanfort, uh, because I guess they didn't really get to go to their beach clubs because uh, of the weather. But um, one interesting thing I saw is that they asked uh, the Dutchies to travel there by bicycle, Um because of the traffic restraints and things that we talked about. Uh, and so apparently there's about 300,000 bicycles <laughs> all stacked up uh, at the front of the track. So, um, yeah, no, looking forward to Monza. It was a great race. What a great race to come back after the, the break. Um, quite a few surprises there. Um, it was action all the way, even with the red flag and having to wait a while. Um, it was... Um, it, it was such great anticipation to see the restart, but not too eventful that restart, would you say? Uh, no, I think it, I think everybody was just a case of just get to the end and stay where you are. Um, you know, this race had everything is what it had. You know, red flags, safety cars, rain, sunshine, 20 degrees, completely dry track as well. Different strategies, different tyres. Um, it had everything for me. It was the best race of the season. The only thing is, Max won it. And he just proves one time and time again, we are watching history in the making. We are indeed. And we're going to watch plenty more. Um, so uh, make sure you like, subscribe, and hit the bell icon as well for more from Racehouse. We are now on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts. 
Deezer, Amazon Music, and of course YouTube and Google Podcasts as well if you're on Android. Uh, so make sure to check us out and share. Tell your friends about Race House. If you want to make some comments, please send them in as well. You can comment on our YouTube channel, Race House Podcast, at Race House Podcast. Um, put your comments in there, put your questions for myself and Darren, and we'll try and answer some of those in the next coming episodes. But for now, uh, it's bye from me, Jolie. And it's bye from me, Darren Reeves.